0: Welcome back to Liquidity and Liquor. I'm Scott DeClary. I'm here with Yosef Martin. We're going to be speaking about the current capital environment, economic environment. Um, so a few things are happening. So for example, uh, Twitter: 50% of the engineering department when Elon came in had not checked the code in months. People were very ambitious. They're trying to move into management positions, but they weren't actually doing real work. And then Elon. Got rid now of that a ton was of them. once he got in or is it going on now? I think it's on I think it's once you got in and ongoing. <clears throat> okay. So he's so making sure that yeah. if you're working for a company, you're actually working. Yeah. So founders and CEOs are basically trimming the fat. And then also there's a whole bunch of investors with dry powder and they're not investing as much as they used to be investing. But when they are investing, they're investing in companies that are slimmer, more agile, more profitable because they can't have bloat so companies can no longer build bloated with all this excess all this middle management so i'm curious uh where do you think or how do you think a founder can build a company keeping this in mind they get rid of the bloat they want to make their company as profitable as possible they don't want the middle management they want their company to be invest investable Um, how do they build a company in a current economic client uh, i don't climate. think it changed anything i think where where you look at companies you
1: have two types you have the ones that are actually focused on the product or service and uh, and they're running with something that is is goal oriented versus you have some that in the back of their head they always are focused on the next raise which means in and i'm picking someone else's line it's um, it's like you drink the kool-aid it was so easy to raise money. You need mm-hmm. to just focus on whatever you do, you need to position it for the next raise, not position the product for a better product market fit. And that is the mistake of so many. So now the market is a lot more uh, reactive for it. it and it, it, it's a cycle, right? It's cyclical in a bull market. People are much more bullish at throwing money into a bunch of companies where they throw money uh, where they're no longer EBITDA-driven and yes. they're looking for everything that's really about when they are, it's kind of like a musical chair with, with investors where you say, well, I'm gonna buy it in now and I know I can sell it in later. It's not about if it's gonna make it or not. I just know that there's gonna be another round eventually and I might pull out at that point. So this point. is the issue with and that is And that is being corrected. Yes, yes. It's, a, it's a typical issue. As long as your business is focus on profit. As long as your business is focused on the product and investors can understand you cannot be profitable now, but it's really about the product. You're not, you're very lean. You know how you do, overly managing the business should have been always punished. Yeah. I feel like right now, They're gonna do it right, so we're gonna have because if they don't, they're not. If they're not, they're not gonna exactly. Capital is gonna be deployed. They should die. They should die. If you you didn't do it right, you should die. And we're gonna come from the other side with better companies. I feel like from that cycle, a bear market is absolutely imperative because we're gonna have better engineers, better. Look at we'll look at what you just mentioned with Elon Musk, where he said, "Well, why why are you here if you're not checking your own code? Yeah, why? It's not about your career; it's about your code."
0: Then, but this is by the way not just Twitter. This is. This is every Every, tech company that laid off people in the past three months, which is the majority of them have laid off massive amounts of people. This is where where you you need to kind of like uh, learn how the the
1: engineering world works, right? You enter say Intel as an engineer, you're gonna start in a particular uh, uh, division where you say, let's just assume you're doing chips and this is your category. Eventually, you can go into middle, manage, into middle management if you're good at what you do, and, and you're going to die as, as an engineer. You, once you're out of your element, you're no longer good as an engineer. You're rusty. You're not going to come back to it. So you stay as a manager. Smart engineers always say, no, I want to stay an engineer or I leave because I understand that if I'm in middle management, I, I'm stuck only in this company because the prize is for the engineers that are doing what's on trend. So if we move from chips to, let's just say, let's write algorithms, algorithm, and, and you move on in, in a path of an engineer where you always have to educate yourself on what's new, and that's how you're always relevant. So what you're going to have now, all the engineers that are actually doing something productive, they're going to stay. They have no problem because they're, they're in the right path. The ones that have moved because they were kind of like, okay, engineers, but they're, you know what, I have a better personality. I can just like be can a manage better manager. People, yeah. They don't need another manager. We're going to be just fine. So that's where you're going to be. Uh, there's going to be that uh, the displacement where you're going to see people losing jobs in the managerial part. Companies are going to just
0: reshape their org charts. And it's all going to be about the engineers. the want that build products. Do you think that with all the companies that grew almost like blitz scaling with venture capital money? I mean, even the WeWorks and the Airbnbs and the Ubers that I mean, it got it took a long time for them to even turn a profit. Um, do you think that we're five or 10 years out from seeing companies operate like that again? I, like, I'm not old enough to understand mm-hmm. what economic environment allows VCs to think that that's a smart strategy. But obviously something happened because they were, look at what yeah. happened. Adam Newman just raised more money mm-hmm. from VCs. Yeah. So something well, look, I mean, he's, he's actually buying buildings and he's renting them. So it's a bit of a different.
1: He's saying uh, that there's a technology component and all that and community component, but it's still, it's, it's, real it's actual real estate that you buy, but it's a different story. I think the classic example of, uh, is it really worth it to invest in a business that doesn't turn profit day one, uh, Amazon would basically be a perfect example where Jeff Bezos was really good keeping his investors patient for 20 years. Until he started turning profit, right? And, uh, and a lot of them are picking on that model and they say, well, is Chui going to be profitable one day? It's been a while. What about... So I feel like there are points where they say, well, if we're going to invest in a business, we need to have a roadmap. We need to make sure that the roadmap makes sense because not everyone can be profitable day one. You might have to have a little bit more infrastructure before you're profitable. That will take a little longer and all that. And sometimes you just look at this as, as a, as a scope of, of a musical chair, mm-hmm. and you say, who's the next in line? And that's, that's typical for, so right now, no one is going to invest in something that they don't know for sure that they can turn profit. Those are the ones that, that's going to see some increase, but it's going to turn around very quickly because the opportunities on the other side are always there. there. There are always companies that need money and it takes
0: time to actually turn profit. I'm thinking about the and I'm thinking about the actual person in the situation right now that is an exceptional developer and then turned into an exceptional delegator and people manager and is realizing that they're next on the chopping block. These are the people that should actually work in an earlier stage startup. I think that those are being, Why? because I think that they should have instead of being comfortable, they could have had a major impact on a, a well-funded earlier stage company. Because I think they got too comfortable. They stayed in these positions for too long. it doesn't have to be a five plus that year manager. The-
1: because you can stay within a big organization as a But they engineer. have such
0: good skills. If you can if you can be an effective middle manager, if you still have the coding jobs, mm-hmm. then you can kill it as a good CTO for an early stage startup. Mm-hmm. The the problem with managers is that you don't have
1: to be an engineer to be a manager. Anyone can be a manager. You can have some background for coding, right? And but in general if you if you go for code and that that line of what you have done is already obsolete and they, they moved on for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what you knew. And now there's a whole different budget. Then, you know, that skill set is no longer relevant. Managers are important, right? Don't get me wrong. They're important. And it can be managers that don't know the technicalities exactly of what you do, but they're just going to be great delegators. They're going to be the right people that can synergize the, the business. And, and they have done something that other people didn't do, but in the engineering world, you know what the, the problem is where where you go a company you take a company like uh, that is very large but it's still very flat and they are very effective because they're flat and you can say, you can see quite a few of those I think um, if you look at uh, Samsung it's a very it's a fairly flat organization from the CEO all the way down here it's about seven or ten uh, layers max yeah max it's not a big one right versus other companies that. It's the same thing. If you look at the Intel, it's gonna be maybe seventy layers between one <laughs> to another. So it's uh or IBM or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's where it's gonna be cut.
0: Yeah, I love this. So net net lesson from this is if you're building something right now, uh, focus on focus on making it as flat and I think it's forever. I don't think I don't think the, or you're right. No, sorry, I misspoke. the challenge I misspoke. the challenge
1: people have is the challenge people have is once you get cash and they said don't worry about profitability, just grow. That is like, uh, uh, they said
0: it's uh, It's pretty much like, uh, what was the term? I, I don't wanna- You're enabling, this. you're enabling I mean, a, a bad founder. You're yeah. enabling bad behavior, you really are because- Yeah, you these, can go back, it's- um, you, you drinking the Kool-Aid. The yeah, it's did. like
1: you drank the Kool-Aid and you can never go back and it's very hard. Look, I, I can tell you that there was a company in my space at the time, um, and I'll, I'll mention the name Birchbox, and I feel like they were touching that Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. They did very well. They're profitable from what, I, what was documented until 2014. And they raised, I think, 75 million, only 75 million, if you think about it. Um, so they said, well, let's grow and don't worry about profit. And they stayed unprofitable all the way through until Recent Until now, and I think now they exit or they, no, they didn't exit, they they bankrupt and someone bought them for scrap or something like that. I didn't even follow through. It that's was so side. irrelevant at the other side. So it's, like, yeah. it's just the idea is that you could never go back and turn profit. And um, and it's something that happens to a lot of people. So that's where you have to be aware. You can raise money, but make sure you, you decide what is your profit. Just ask yourself, what would happen if I can never, ever raise more money? How can I survive
0: it? Always have that in the back of your head. All right. Okay. That's it for today. If you enjoyed, please subscribe on YouTube. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can download and listen to it wherever you get your podcasts or on liquidityandliquor.com.